May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our reading for tonight from Matthew 26. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. So he left them and went away once more and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. This is God's word. My brothers and sisters in Christ, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. You've probably prayed that petition of the Lord's Prayer hundreds, thousands, maybe tens of thousands of times. Thy will be done. But do you mean it? Jesus had also likely prayed this prayer countless of times, countless number of times. He was the one who originally penned the Lord's Prayer. This was part of his famous Sermon on the Mount. He explained how not to pray, and then he gave us this short, yet memorable and impactful prayer, the Lord's Prayer. It's not surprising in this excruciating hour of anguish that Jesus returns to the basics and uses some of those words from that very famous prayer from the Lord's Prayer. At the end of verse 42, as he was concluding one of his prayers, Jesus said, May your will be done. In the Greek, this was the same exact words he had used when he taught the Lord's Prayer those many moons ago from this point in his life. Thy will be done. As Jesus prayed this prayer in his great hour of anguish, he was demonstrating his trust in the Father. He gave us the Lord's Prayer for our use, but tonight he would be using portions of it for his own prayer to the Father. He'd said it many times, thy will be done. But did he mean it? Was he willing for God's will to be done, no matter what that will may be? These three prayers that we have recorded from our Savior in our gospel lesson for tonight, they do differ slightly from the Lord's Prayer. Jesus deviates from the standard Lord's Prayer and he adds something. He adds a special request to the Father. We often make requests in our prayers. It's something that we're fond of doing and for good reason. God tells us elsewhere in Scripture, Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. 
when we see needs in our lives or in the lives of those around us, we take our requests to God. And we know that he hears us. So when the money is a little tight, or when injury or illness crop up, or when there's a war that won't seem to end, we take our request to God. And we know that he will hear us. Do we show this same level of eagerness when it's God who's telling us, giving, giving us instructions for our lives? Take the disciples, for example, in our lesson. Jesus gave them a very specific command. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Yet instead of listening to this message from Jesus, the disciples sought out their own needs. They gave in to exhaustion. They fell asleep. Do you ever feel like you're giving in to the same temptations of those heavy-eyed disciples who fell asleep on their Lord? Sure, God's will be done. Yes, I'll take my request to God, but once the finances get a little more shirt up, then I'll be ready to pray to him. Or, yeah, of course, I trust in God, but I don't really have time right now. There's so much illness in my life. Maybe, maybe if God took away the illness, then I'd really have time to pray to him, to meditate on his words. Or maybe I'd be more willing to obey God if he would just show me his power and make the war stop. Jesus knows our needs. That's why he gives this prayer, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus was in a very pressing time. He was crushed by not only physical pain, but the pain of the evening that was to come. And yet his thoughts were on us and how he could serve us. He made a request from the Father, take this cup away from me. And yet, only as that request was in line with God's will. Sometimes the anticipation of an event is worse than the event itself. If you've ever done any public speaking, maybe you found that the weeks and days and hours and minutes and seconds leading up to your speech, those are the most painful part. And once you actually get going, it's maybe not quite as bad as you think. I distinctly remember my senior year of high school giving chapel. And I remember praying that Judgment Day would come the day before I gave chapel. Once I actually started doing the thing that I dreaded, well, things weren't quite so bad. The anticipation was by far the most painful part. And yet for Jesus, the anticipation is the easy part. It's in anticipation that he says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. The event itself would be even more grueling as Jesus experienced the pains of hell. My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Who wouldn't pray to have God take away that cup of immense suffering? Yet not as I will, but as you will. How could this be God's will? Was God listening to Jesus? How could he let him suffer in this moment? 
the rest of our passion history makes clear God's answer. The answer was no. This cup would not be taken away from Jesus. There was no other way for God to rescue mankind. This was always the plan all the way back at that first garden, the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve gave in to sin. God had promised that he would send a deliverer. He spoke to Satan in the Garden of Eden and said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers, and he will crush your head. But in order for Satan's head to be crushed, Jesus' heel would be struck. There was no other way for God to save us. Jesus needed to bear the sins of the world. Jesus needed to take upon himself all of the wrongdoings. And so Jesus did rise from that floor on the Garden of Gethsemane and was lifted up on the cross. It's not, the amazing part isn't that Jesus prays to have the cup taken away from him. The truly amazing part is that he prays, Thy will be done. And he means it. Jesus willingly drank the cup of God's will and he drank it to the full. We have the privilege and opportunity to continue to take our requests to God. We love to utilize this blessing. We know that he hears us. Jesus himself uses the blessing of prayer in our gospel lesson for tonight. And we're thankful that he got what he wanted, first and foremost. God's will was done. He did drink that cup of punishment, and he drank it for us. In the Garden of Gethsemane, we see Jesus suffering. We don't need to replicate the exact situation. God doesn't want us to experience the pains of hell. He doesn't want us to bear our sins, much less the sins of the world. That was for Jesus to do. We see him give us this terrific example of prayer, thy will be done. And then he shows us why we can pray to our Father in the first place. Through the sacrifice of Jesus, we have been made God's children. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. God's will has been done in Christ. Amen. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard and keep your hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. At this time, we will be collecting our offering, our gifts of thanks and praise to God. We'll also be passing out the friendship registers. Please fill these out as they're passed up the aisle.
our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We also include a special prayer tonight for Jack Patterson. Uh, their family comes regularly to our, our special services. He was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer and it has spread. Um, so we, we come to God with a special prayer for that family. Lord God, you are kind and good and wise and powerful. We know all these things and we know that you have promised to work all things for our good. We ask that you remind Jack and his family of all of those promises and that you be with them. If it is your will, bring healing. But whatever happens, allow them to continue to demonstrate the faith that you have given to them. Strengthen them, allow them to be a light for those around them and give them the peace knowing your promises, knowing that your will is our salvation, your will is our good. So we pray your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us praise the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and keep us. Amen.